Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, it's Patricia Warby of Alchemy Therapies and My Emotional Audit. And today I want to talk about something to do with being an empath, being a highly sensitive person, and why, although it's, it's a positive, basically it can go wrong. Um, I want to take in elements of narcissism um, and being codependent. I want to look at uh, the, the attachment wounds that form this pattern uh, and how to heal. And it's really been brought to the forefront by, by some of the clients I've been having recently who, you know, by and large are mostly highly sensitive, empathic people because my specialism is looking at chronic conditions, whether that's chronic anxiety, chronic fatigue or chronic pain, um, these types of conditions don't befall uh, lazy people. They befall people who try really, really hard and who are really diligent and really connected um, to the world they live in. And they may have false beliefs around that world and false perceptions that are based on what happened to them in childhood. And so the really interesting thing for me is how uh, a high sensitivity or empathic nature meets a traumatic experience. And, and let's say, for instance, something happened to you when you were very young where um, something overwhelming happened, like the death of, of a, a sibling or a parent or, or just a friend that you, you were close to. And your body doesn't know how to cope with that. Your, your mind is telling you, you know, there's a huge amount of grief here, but I don't know how to process it. And young children in particular look to their parents to teach them how to deal with their emotions. Because when you're very young, you really haven't developed that sense of emotional kind of resilience. And you need to see mirrored in your environment parents who allow your emotions without being overwhelmed by them, who don't try and shut them down, uh, whether that's anger or sadness or grief, whatever it is, but also are in control, not in control, that's the wrong word, but in, in alignment with their own emotionality, right? And so you learn from those you grew up around. Now, if, if that doesn't happen and you don't get your emotions significantly held and processed, they cause a sort of dissonance in your body, which, you know, the, the back brain, your emotional brain is connected to your body, um, where the belief is, uh, I can't feel this, all right? I, it's not possible for me to deal with this. And then you have, you have two options. Um, and these are two different coping strategies from the same attachment wound, which is a sense of abandonment or loss. Okay, now either you can decide to disconnect uh, your emotionality and focus entirely on your kind of yourself and you will work your way through this. This is a kind of narcissistic pattern. You will, you will be very self-determined. But of course, it's not the true self because it, it doesn't allow for vulnerability. It's a false self of being impenetrable. Um, you can manage everything. And all you need is the right person who will uh, hear you and you know do what you want do what you ask for um, and so that's the narcissistic pattern all right that, that they're very internal very driven 
Um, and we all have we all have some aspects of narcissism within us, um, but it it's the dominant style is is what determines your pattern really. So you can have an attachment system that turns off along with any emotionality. What about if you choose the opposite route? I can't feel this, so I need others to feel it for me. Okay, you turn your attachment system super high, really on, on, on. Um, and you look to your environment for cues of safety, all right, because you can't find it within. Um, you don't have that sense of a self that's grounded. Um, in fact, your body can be very disconnected. This was my pattern. So you need to keep an eye out on your environment for who's safe and who's not and when the next likely threat is going to come around. And so this is also a false self, but it's one which determines that the answer for you is outside of you. And uh, of course, it makes you very anxious about your environment. You, you basically, you, you're not sure it is safe. So you're always trying to people please and make sure people get on and don't have conflict. But it's truly an abandonment of your true self. It's not an authentic state of being because it, it disavows your own wisdom and your own knowledge. And, and let me also say your own self kind of uh, individuation, all right, becoming an individual person who can disagree with others, who can endure conflict without falling apart, who can feel okay about themselves, even if you want something different from those you love, right? Particularly parents, because parents are very influential in this. And so as an individual, you want to say, I don't want that for myself. That That's a really, really anxiety provoking belief and so we tend to avoid those and we say what do you want me to be how do you want me to act and be in this world so that everything goes smoothly and there are no problems and and so this people-pleasing uh empathic nature becomes co-opted into the service of others and and as empaths or highly sensitive people we're often we're regarded as good listeners, you know, we're good uh, conflict solvers, you know, we're the go-to people if you've got a problem, but it's extremely stressful and it, it has to be broken. Um, it, it has to be changed to the point where the person can become a, a, a true expression of their own nature. Um, and to do that, you have to become grounded in your own body and start to actually feel your feelings or your sensations in your body so that you overwrite this message that other people are more important than you are um, it's not a statement by the way of ego and I mean, it can be if you overdo it and become like some superpower person you know you're a star traveler or something and um, but that's not that's not that common although I do see it um, you are a person who has flaws all right everyone has flaws you have vulnerability that's the reality and, and it's allowing that without hating yourself. It's, it's allowing yourself to feel your feelings without running away or avoiding them or, or seeking other people to calm you. It's finding the grounding within you that says, I'm here, I'm safe, I am worthy. And so I don't tend to deal a lot with narcissists. Um, they don't come for help. I tend to get the empaths because they're the ones that with this people-pleasing nature tend to end up in relationships with controlling narcissists or, or narcissistic types, let's say. So the journey to selfhood, okay, isn't 
easy, but it is simple. It is really about letting go of the uh, issue of ignoring your own needs. How do we do that? Well, one of the main ways I do it is by connecting you to the sensations in your body. And we can start very simply. Things like havening, um, which you may have seen, you may have come across. I've done several videos on it. Um, it doesn't have to be the traditional stroking down the arms, but you can. that's one of the most powerful ways. You can also do it on the back of the hand. And just notice and maybe check the difference between right and left, because sometimes there's a variation. For me, the left feels nicer. That's interesting. See what, what it feels like for you. And also just stroking across the face like this. And I tend not to use that with clients because it covers my face and that's not a good thing when you're trying to make that interpersonal connection. But just do it for yourself and just notice. Is it calming? Does it give you a sense of reconnecting parts of your brain that haven't been connected in a long time? It doesn't happen immediately, okay, but it can. You know, it can be a real cathartic moment when you finally feel your feelings and you feel the sensations in your body. But more likely, it's something you'll build with time. Okay, so practice makes not perfect. We don't want to be perfect, but practice actually builds your capacity to feel and not be overwhelmed by your feelings. All right, so that's number one. Number two is interpersonal connection without feeling that you have to do what others want. It's having that loving support, that unconditional love that who I am is enough, self-worth, without needing to uh, uh, abandon my needs in order to please you. So often it's the case that you have to break free from parental or teacher expectation. Whoever's dominant in your life at this point, um, as a kid, it's likely to be parents, but it can be employer, it can be teacher if you're a school child. So it's anyone um, who's in power over you. Indeed, it can be in relationship, of course. So it's finding your no, really so that your yes has meaning. Because if you say yes to everything, your yes is a given, right? But if you can learn to say no, actually I don't want to do that, or I'd rather do this, you start to introduce discernment into the picture, which teaches your body that you are valuable, that you are worthy of, of love and connection. And so that's one of the first stages. So first of all, just acknowledging that you are disconnected. A lot of people don't know that they are, uh, they've shut down their feeling system and bringing that back by gently working with the body. And that's what I do. OK, um, I think that's all I want to say for today. I don't want to make a really, really long video. I want you to understand what I've just said. Maybe um, I'll link in some other ones as well about, you know, how um, these abandonment wounds or attachment wounds live on in the body, because there's so much more to say about this. But the first step is seeking help. So please do get in touch. Hope this has been helpful. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.